Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hot and Bravoed. It's Eddie Estrada here, your host for the Hot and Bravoed channel. And I'm so very excited to show you guys a brand new show that we're doing, which is called This Week in Bravo. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give you all the latest Bravo gossip that happened this week. You know, we'll pull stuff from the news. We'll pull stuff from, you know, Watch What Happens Live. And just basically anything that you see that has to do with Bravo, we're going to talk about it. So for the first episode, I am so honored and so excited to have my good friend here, Kevin O'Keefe. Say hello to everyone. Hi, hello. How are y'all? Kevin, as you know, does Buttered Pop Podcast with us all the time, and he has been so kind to come on our new channel, Hot and Bravoed, for this show, and we're so excited to have him here. You might hear him from Housewives Herstory, like that's what he is. He is like the biggest Housewives historian, I think I know. He's iconic. So he's going to have a lot of things to say. Kevin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin P. O'Keefe. Uh, same thing on Instagram. And you can find me writing about RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday uh, for Daily Extra, um, dailyxtra.com. Uh, and I do all sorts of rankings and recaps and fun stuff for that. Just quick, who, who's your number one front runner right now? Oh, well, after this past devastation, uh, um, as far as who I think will win or as far as who I want to win? Just give us who you want to win. Uh, at this point, I think I'm a Naomi voter. I, I think she's coming on strong here at the end. I feel you on that one. Well, yeah. Naomi's great, but we have our own Bravo stars to talk about today. So, we sure do. Kevin, what is the story that I think like, was the biggest on your list that we had to talk about today? Well, well. Um, so on Jenny McCarthy's uh, Sirius XM show this past weekend, uh, one Miss Nene Leakes uh, appeared on the program to spill some tea about Elisa. Uh, now, she'd actually previously appeared on Watch What Happens Live and said she had beef with Lisa Rinna. Um, and she clarified on Jenny McCarthy's show that she, in fact, has beef with Lisa Vanderpump. Why? Well, as we all know, because we live in Los Angeles and we, and we visit uh, West Hollywood establishments, um, uh, uh, Lisa Vanderpump has multiple establishments on basically one block of Santa Monica and Robertson, one of which is Pump. Uh, Pump was previously like a hollowed out space, effectively. And a few years ago, coinciding with season three of Vanderpump Rules, our, our beloved Trash Monsters. Um, <laughs> we just watch. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, that space was turned into a restaurant, garden, fairy, dreamscape, bar. <laughs> okay. Do you like, that's like the perfect description of it because it literally feels like you're like in a fairy secret garden, but it's also like modern. I don't know. It's my favorite yes. of all of the restaurants, to be honest. Yeah, it, it is It is probably the best of them. But there's a world in which it was never, ever pumped because Nini claims that Lisa, she went to Lisa wanting to explore opening the space and opening a gay bar there. Um, it was when she was uh, living in Los Angeles because she was recording The New Normal. As Nini Leakes loved to, loved to remind us, she was once a series regular on a Ryan Murphy show called The New Normal. I loved The um, New Normal, though. It, she was fantastic. <laughs> she was probably the best part of it. I'll give her that. Um, so to quote... Uh, we're riding down this West Hollywood area where all the gay bars are, and I have a large gay fan base. 
of course. And I keep thinking, I would be, it would be so cool if I had a bar right in here somewhere. And that space was empty and kind of raggedy looking and torn down. Speaking, of course, of the pump space. So she went to Lisa to try and get some advice because Lisa's sir, which, of course, is where uh, Vanderpump Rules is primarily set, was just down Robertson. And Lisa apparently said, and I, I cannot possibly do the impression of Lisa as well as Nini does, but Lisa apparently said, oh, darling, darling, it's a piece of crap, and they're charging so much for it, darling. She talked to me off, uh, apparently, uh, Lisa talked Nini off it, and then got it for herself and made pump. Um, I have a lot of feelings about the story. So do I. <laughs> not the least of which is, I'm not 100% sure it's real. <laughs> a lot of people have been saying that though on the internet they're like I, I don't buy this well Stassi Katie and Kristen were all on Stassi's podcast and they talked about it and they said they don't think it's real I mean personally I wouldn't put it past Lisa like I think this is oh, real same. I think this is real and like I know Nini does stuff for attention because I mean she's a housewife but she's also Nini Leakes um, the star of the new normal Ryan Murphy show um, but <laughs> I I don't think I don't think she's making this up. Maybe she like elaborated on it a little bit and made it a little bit fluffier than what it was. Right, exaggerated it. Exaggerated yeah. it. But I I, do, I think this actually happened. I do think Lisa tricked her out of it. I I think it's possible. I think the bigger thing here though is less about whether it actually happened and more that so we're sort of in like a big backlash moment regarding Lisa Vanderpump, right? Like yes. we know that this upcoming season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which we are so close to, and I'm so excited I'm so, about. So we're going to have you on for a recap. Don't worry. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so we know that this new upcoming season is going to be mostly about the other women turning on Lisa Vanderpump. She apparently um, refused to film with them for basically the back half of the season, um, which should be I'm fascinating s- to watch. I'm so interested in seeing how this plays out, to be honest. Like yeah. I'm stoked. Because the trailer was pretty Lisa heavy. Yeah, so and it's I very pro Lisa too. I imagine that's almost entirely footage from the first half, and we're going to get a midseason trailer. Anyway, the point is, we're in this backlash moment, and it's interesting to see housewives from other cities joining in on it. I know we've previously seen on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Bethany Frankel when she guest stars is pretty negative about Lisa when she's on. Um, and now we have Nene Leakes doing it. And those are two of the, I mean, they're two of the OGs. Like, they are two of the most powerful housewives from other cities. And Lisa is up there in that echelon with them. So if they're like, this almost feels like a plot line on a would-be Housewives All-Stars. Like, this is this is titans coming up against each other. And I uh, that's why I say I ultimately don't think it matters whether it's real or not. It's working. Like there's, it is. Momen- there's momentum building behind this anti-LVP campaign. I mean, I even tweeted about it and I was like, I've, I'm very anti-LVP, but pro-Vanderpump. Like I, right. and I think that's always been my feelings. Like I've never trusted like Lisa Vanderpump ever since her fight with Kyle um, season two. Was it season two? The reunion? Uh, which, uh, the fight with Kyle where she's like, every movie makes this calculator yes. or whatever. Yeah, Bobby Fisher. That was season two. That was season two, which I think we did on a herstory. Um, Yes, we did. So that's why, yeah, when that comes to mind. But I mean, I don't know. I think I think you're right. With all the rest of the housewives in other cities kind of joining this anti-LVP campaign, one, it's honestly, I think the end of Vanderpump, at least in the Real Housewives world. I think I think this is probably her last season. 
And I think, you know, this is this is going to be a big turning point, especially if women from other cities are going against her. I mean, there was right. a bunch of talk when she wasn't at um, the OG Watch What Happens Live. And maybe that nor the nor Andy Cohen's baby shower nor the baby shower. Talk about in a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get to that because that's a whole other Housewives All Stars situation that we got to witness, which I'm still reeling from. Yeah. But I mean, I think if it doesn't lead into an All Stars season, I think this is really going to kind of change the landscape of Housewives because now it's not like oh you're you're you stay in your city and do your thing. It's kind of like these women now know each other. They're part of this like bigger like. Like, you know, it's like the Marvel universe, it's like the Bravo universe of all these real housewives. And I think there's well, yeah. going to be so many more crossovers. I think there's going to maybe be, like you said, an all-star season. I think this is, this is, the tides are turning. Yeah. Cause Andy Cohen has long been really anti the idea of an all-star. I think he's like, when the franchise starts to downturn, maybe we'll do it. I think he sees it as a desperation move, but I think we can look at other reality shows and like for for example rupaul's drag race i think the second season of all stars is in the top two seasons they've ever produced and that's like that wasn't a desperation move that was in fact they had done all stars four years before and it hadn't worked and they brought it back because of fan demand and it wound up being this amazing thing um top chef's all-star season is one of the all-time best of that show like there are there is a lot of precedent for all-star seasons being really incredible and I hope that Andy sort of relaxes his feelings on it because, I mean, the, the response to this story, the response to the baby shower, the response to all these things clearly shows that fans want this. Fans, will, fans would turn out in droves for a show like that. Throw eight of them on a cruise ship and watch it happen. You know, watch what happens. <laughs> watch, what, watch what happens live. If they were on a cruise ship in like a Big Brother type of situation, I would like, that would be it for me. Like I would oh, be well, dead how- and gone. Housewives Big Brother is all I want because you know we've gotten a taste of it with Brandy on Celebrity Big Brother last season and Candy on Brandy and Candy um, on Celebrity Big Brother this season. Like every time we get a taste of it, I'm just like, they would be so if we really got like strategy from these women, this would be fascinating. It would it would be so beautiful to watch, especially because each city has their own strengths and weaknesses. Like it would be totally. so amazing to see how what works in their city doesn't work in other cities. Totally. Because right now, Lisa Vanderpump's losing because she's calculated and quiet and playing the Beverly Hills game. When Nini's out here playing the Atlantic game, putting everything on the front page and getting the word on the street as quickly as she can and as loud as she can. So they do, needs- the wor- they do love the word on the street in the Housewives series. They love the word on the street. And we did get to hear a little bit of the word on the street from the fake word on the street from Margaret on New Jersey this week. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch this yet, West Jersey. I hear, I hear this Jersey season is just amazing and I need to catch up on it. It's incredible kevin like it's unreal and margaret josephs has cemented herself as an all-time housewife and we'll talk about this because last week was it like last week or was it like two weeks ago i can't really remember because it's all blurring together the baby shower was like the weekend before last so it's about like eight or nine days ago at this point okay so the baby shower we need to talk about andy's baby shower so Yes. Andy Cohen, if you guys don't know, he's currently living in Los Angeles because he's about to have a baby. And he announced this on the OG Watch What Happens Live. Um, and Christmas let, special, yeah. Christmas special. He let everyone know that he was a few months away from giving birth to a child, not himself, through a surrogate, obviously. Um, but he had a baby shower, you know, with his friends in the East Coast. So it was like Sarah Jessica Parker and um, Anderson Cooper, you know, and it was a very quiet... Like, very, you know... 
An intimate affair. Exactly. It was a very intimate, traditional affair. Then Kyle Richards had the honor of throwing his birthday party in Los Angeles. Uh, baby shower, not birthday party. What did I say? Birthday party. <laughs> it was the baby shower. Yeah. It was like a birthday party because everyone was there and everyone was wasted. With Lisa oh Renna at the leader of the pack screaming at these women to dance on the table. I don't think I've seen something more mind-blowing, exhilarating, and exciting than this baby shower. I was watching the Instagram stories the entire day. Like, that's all I did was watch every single Housewives Instagram stories. I mean, you described earlier the idea of the Housewives universe as sort of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe for, like, (laughs) white women and gays. Um, And that's... (laughs) This is the Avengers Infinity War. Like, this was everyone coming together at one spot. And obviously not everyone, everyone, but, like, there were a lot of people there. So apparently each one OG from each city was tasked with getting as many from that city as possible to come. And, like, you had Potomac representation. You had a lot of Dallas representation. I was impressed by Dallas. I was stoked that Dallas turned out the way they did. Um... You had uh, Atlanta representation, including Phaedra Parks, Nene Potts, and Marlo. Not even a housewife. It was batshit. Obviously, Candy wasn't there because she's currently in the Big Brother in the Big house. Brother house. So I guess I guess Nene was like, "Well, let's shake the table." <laughs> but no, it was full. It was fully insane. There were so many of them. Um, Lisa Rinna, yes, was was the star of the show. Um, I was I was really enthusiastic about it, and I loved that they were doing something. Like, Kyle was streaming a lot of it live. Uh, there was just a lot of understanding of, like, fans being fans would be really excited about this, and we're not just going to, like, post pictures about it later. Like, we want to invite you in on it. Like, that was I, – I bet there were a lot of people like you who spent most of their most of their Sunday just watching, or Saturday just watching. I mean, it was the most housewives thing to do, like – come join my life. Like they're so used to it at this point. I feel like they really knew what the fans wanted and they gave it to us, including some drama between some housewives. So first, did you hear the rumor that Danielle Staub was uninvited and showed up anyways? Yes, I did. Which is the most Danielle Staub thing to do, which I kind of am obsessed with, but I also think she's insane, but that wasn't even the biggest news. So evidently Camille and Dorit Dorit got into a huge fight. And Andy had to be like, save it for the cameras, essentially. Erica was the one who tattled on them. Like, what are they fighting about? Do you know? I don't. I mean, they've always been tense with each other. Um, and I, I, I love it because I, I personally am not a big Dorit fan. Um, but now, as Dorit is, is leading the charge with the, uh, the anti-LVP campaign, I'm kind of like, all right, maybe... Maybe it's time to let Dorit in, and it's perfect timing because I, you know, we all have to throw away Camille now because um, <laughs> she, she supports Justice Kavanaugh. Um, <laughs> there, so, there's been some been some choice words she's had on the internet lately. Well, and also in that trailer for season nine. I know, true. I forgot that she defends them, defends him in the trailer. This is going to be that's the this scene is I'm most. Ex- that's the scene I'm most excited to see in the new season. Like, I'm going to scream. I am going to lose my mind. Anyway, so we're off that train now. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, this will be a turning point where I can sort of like get fully on Team Dorit. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited that between this and between the trailer for uh, Beverly Hills season nine, it doesn't look like, while it's obviously the main thrust of the season is going to be taking down LVP, it doesn't seem like it's just going to be all of the other women united 
against her. It seems like they're all united maybe in that, but not in other things. And so we're still going to get drama even after Lisa stops filming. So like that I'm excited about. I'm excited that they're fighting going into the reunion so we can have a really good reunion with this. Because a lot of times, as we saw with, we did a Housewives first tree on Real Housewives of Dallas season two recently, as we sometimes see a great season can be followed by a really lackluster reunion. So I'm hoping that they keep the energy up and keep the energy going. Um, But I am really intrigued that Erica was the one who was like, thinking about the production of it all. I know. She's the next LVP. We always knew she was going to like step into the role of Queen Bee once Lisa was done. Like she's, totally. she's positioned totally. herself to be it. And I'll, I'll enjoy watching her take down just as much. I know. I mean, if she's be- going to become as calculated, which I already think she is as LVP, I'm very intrigued to see how that grows and maybe what the backlash against her will be. Maybe with Lala taking charge of the women of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills against Erica Jane. That's all I want. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, it'd be incredible. Yes. But, but, okay, enough about the baby shower because, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, just, like, literally Google it and you need to, like, watch it now. But um, yesterday was the Super Bowl and Cynthia Bailey ran into someone. Kevin, can you you let our listeners know what this story is about? This truly sent me, so. (laughs) It sent me, too. I was dying when you texted me this. Um, Cynthia Bailey uh, posts a photo with a confession on Instagram. She says, I'm just going to read it for quote. I ran into this guy last night in the lobby of the St. Regis. I asked for a picture because I thought he was Tom Brady. I really did. I did interviews on the carpets last night saying how cool it was to bump into Tom Brady. After I texted him the picture to my bae, Mike Hill, to share my excitement, swipe left to read his response. Looking back at the picture, okay, maybe not his long-lost twin, but it could be his cousin or something, right? And the photo is just this guy who was so blatantly not Tom Brady. It's not him at all. Like, how and drunk she, were you, Cynthia Bailey? And she has so many fo- She has so many conversations. Who is that? Tom Brady. Baby, that's not Tom Brady. <laughs> who told you that was Tom Brady? You didn't post anything, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't post it, but I said I ran into him on the carpet. You have to take a picture with him? Yes, child. I'm going to need you as your sportscaster boyfriend not to not know who Tom Brady is. <laughs> incredible it's if you guys need to just jump to cynthia bailey's instagram right now because the photo you will like die laughing i was cracking up this is the most like this is the most like gay thing that could happen like a housewife going to the super bowl where like tom brady who's like the most famous football player like ever she like thinks she meets him but she's like so out of tune with what sports are that she like really just found some random guy in the hallway and was like oh my god you're tom brady you're like a buff white guy (laughs) and then just goes on the red carpet and talks about it like that's my favorite thing about it is that she was like raving on the red carpet about it incredible she's like i bumped into tom brady what an honor he's playing like (laughs) it's like not him at all but she's just like full force she's a housewife she's got that housewife's confidence yes totally but i'm gonna segue because there else another housewife who's getting very confident it sounds like and that is Teresa from new jersey yeah you gotta fill me in on this one because you know i'm not as i'm not as into the new jersey drama okay so i mean obviously you know that joe is in jail right now and at risk of being deported because they were like (laughs) really shady with their money. They committed like fraud, I think, and like tax evasion and, you know, just casual things, white collar crimes. Um, And Teresa already did her time, got the bang and bod from it, but Joe's in there now. And because Joe is an Italian citizen and he's like not 
from the U.S., he can literally be deported. And they're thinking about deporting him and making, like, you know, like a, a, an example out of him. Now, it's been, like, debated whether or not Teresa would stay with Joe and maybe go back to Italy with him if he was deported. And now she's come out and said that if Joe is deported, they are going to go their separate ways. And this is kind of huge because she said she spoke to Joe about this. They talked about it over the phone and this is a decision that they've made. Now where this story gets like extra juicy though, is there's this guy that has been rumored to be Teresa's like younger boyfriend recently. Um, And his name is, I think uh, Shane like weeks, I think is how you say it. And he's like this 32 year old guy and he's been like kind of just like gallivanting around with her. And everyone's like, oh, that's your boyfriend. And he made a statement and was like, no, we're just really good friends. But he's super tight with Joe and Melissa. Like, he's one of their friends. And so that's kind of weird because, you know, you always got to keep it in the family. But then Teresa also brought him, like, on family vacations to, like, Cancun. Just the two of them. Which, like, does not sound like just a casual friendship to me. And some, like, backsider insider scoop. Like I'm on, I'm on all these like different, you know, like Facebook groups of people who like go to things and watch Bravo. And evidently when Teresa was at Luann's cabaret show, when she went, her plus one was this Shane guy. And she was like openly drunk being like, oh yeah, this is my boyfriend. Ooh. Right. And multiple people said that they heard this and saw this when they were at Luann's cabaret show that like Teresa was like not quiet about it. Which would make sense now that, you know, she's willing to speak out and say, you know, if Joe gets deported, we're going to go our separate ways. Like, there is going to be a divorce. Which I think is crazy. Well, you know, something really changed. Uh, what season are we currently in of New Jersey? Are we in eight or nine? Um, uh, nine. Nine. So the season eight premiere, when we saw that Teresa's mother had died, that was the first time I can remember where, like, she expressed a good deal of frustration with Joe. Mm-hmm. Like she'd always stood by him so thoroughly. And that was the first time when it was like, because, because of course Teresa was in prison and wasn't able to spend the last bit of her mother's life with her. And I think that, I think that something like that is so painful that it like festers. Yeah. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they've like unofficially been done for a while and it's just a matter of like you know appearances basically um and also i'm sure the kids you know yeah because that's a distressing thing so um yeah i I think it's entirely plausible that she's been dating somebody else for a long time i I do think i think he's gonna be gone like i don't think he's gonna stay at all because i mean not to get political, but like immigration and stuff is like super intense right now. And like, I would not be shocked if the government wanted to like, say like, you know what, you commit fraud and tax evasion in our country, you're going to go back to yours. And like, I think that's so weird to see it play out on something like the housewives. You know what I mean? Like the world is just getting like bleeding into each other, you know, like that is not a show that I thought I would see like something like this happen on, but. Totally. And, and especially a, a housewife show that is not primarily about, uh, Latinx Americans or Latinx people. Cause I know that there's something, I know that we've got, it may not be an actual housewife show, but there's that show that was shot in San Antonio that people are speculating. Oh is yeah. Real housewives of San Antonio. And my understanding is that cast is half Mexican Americans and half, um, 
naturalized Mexicans um, in the United States. And I don't, I think that seeing immigration talked about on a show like that makes a lot more sense. Um, this is, this is an interesting sort of like preview of what those conversations might look like. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm just interested to see how this is all going to turn out, especially like for the kids, because like Melania was so close to Joe. I mean, she is, you see her cry, you see her so upset. Melania even clipped his toenails for him. Like that's how close her and Joe are. And so I am just like, I just am like nervous to see how it plays out for them because that's always the hardest is when you see these kids cry. Cause we've seen them heartbroken before when he went to jail, when Teresa was in jail, like you see what those kids go through. And so is uh, maybe some of the kids will go with him to Italy. Maybe some of them will stay home in America. Like I'm, I'm so intrigued in seeing that part of the story as well, but like, it's also going to break my heart cause they're kids, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. that's, that's hard to watch, but it's something that's a story that I want to know. Uh, it, uh, you know, it's always tough with the kids. It was tough back when Russell Armstrong died in season two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Taylor Armstrong's kids. Like that was with poor Kennedy. Yeah, oh um, yeah. It's just I I will always admire Bethany for really keeping her child off camera um, when she came back in uh, in season seven of New York because and, or even, like, I know it wasn't 100% her choice, but, like, Brandy Glanville not including her kids and her divorce drama involving those kids on uh, when she was on Beverly Hills, you know? It's, yeah. I, I, I like sometimes seeing it play out, but, like, then I think of something like what poor Shannon Bedore's kids went through for the past few seasons on OC. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's tough to have your reactions to stuff that's completely beyond your control put out there for everyone to see. Yeah, that, it is tough. Um, yeah. and I, I think Bravo usually handles it pretty well. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yep. speaking of OC, the last story of the day, um, is one that just happened. So Gina yes. Kirschenheider, I, I feel like I mess up her last name. That's as good a guess as I would give you. Gina Kirschenheider. I, I just feel like that's right. From OC. She's the new girl from OC that like the one with the, the accent. Um, yeah, yeah. so she was stopped by police in Rancho Santa Margarita California. Which for... I just gotta say does not sound like a real place. Rancho Santa Margarita. <laughs> it just reminds me of Bring It On because like Yes! <laughs> like, Rancho, like, Tarne, <laughs> exactly. Like so Gina was actually to to Torrance um in a former life <laughs> and she was actually going to pick up the clovers from basketball practice. But in in all seriousness, um she was stopped on a traffic for a suspected traffic violation, and then she was placed under arrest for um, driving under the influence. Now, what is kind of interesting about this is that before she was arrested, she was posting a bunch of Instagram stories of her at this like plastic surgeon cocktail party. And she was like drinking and getting procedures done. And you know, like what you would do at a plastic surgeon party. My thing is, is like, even if you got pulled over, like, I don't know. Like my thing is I, I never drink and drive. Like that is my biggest thing. It's something that I really, really take to heart because it's so dangerous, not only for you, but for other people on the road. And there's like so many horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was, it was a firefighter. And so I've heard stories from him and, you know, like you see things and it, you just, you learn a lot. But right. so my thing is like, I'll always get an Uber, even like if I'm like need to get somewhere quick and it's going to cost me a ton of money. Like I, I'd rather have an Uber and pay $50 than maybe take someone's life and take and spend like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars trying to clean up that, mess you know what I mean totally. um, um but 
I don't know. I mean, she went to jail. She was booked. She was released the next day. But we don't know if they have even signed her for next season. Do you think this would affect her in a positive or negative light? Because she's no Luann. Like, Luann, that was, like, a big story. But Luann had been on the show forever. She's, like, an OG. And then you have this new girl from OC who was not really, like, the most well-liked on her season. And she does something like this. Do you think it's going to benefit her housewife's career? Do you think it's going to hurt her housewife's career? If she were the only new girl, I would say she'd be fine. But the thing is, Emily was also a new girl this past year and also made a pretty good impression at the reunion because she she came to the reunion with fucking notes, which I always appreciate. (laughs) Um, And I think that might hurt her, hurt, hurt Gina in the long run, is that, like, she's not competing against no one, you know? she's They could just say, well, let's bring in two new girls and just keep Emily. Um, which I think might be what happens. I'm really intrigued just to see what happens with the OC lineup in general, with so many people clamoring for Heather Dubrow to come back, or Dubrow, Dubrow. 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 <laughs> good friends um, with, good, good friends with, what was it, Capote? Capote? <laughs> Capote. Um, um, but there's natural competition with um, Kelly Dodd there, so I think that that might be interesting. She got brought back. Um, I think that OC ended stronger then its season would indicate that reunion was really good. Um, and I think that they're, that Bravo may be hesitant to shake up the lineup. So that would make me think that maybe Gina sticks around. But I, I again, I think that if it were just her as the new girl, she'd be, she'd be in better shape. They may just want to just keep Emily. Yeah, well, well, we'll see how this plays out. But obviously she has, you know, kids and everything. And she did apologize via a statement to the daily dish, which is also the most housewife thing to do. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just call it the daily dish and probably Lisa hooked it up for her. Um, <laughs> but no, that's, that's reality tea, right? Isn't that Lisa's, uh, or is it? I know that's radar, radar online, radar online. Ugh. See, I always mix them all up. She would never sell a story to radar online. Okay. I, <laughs> I've been in the Bravo world. Everyone gives their shit up to radar online. Like, let's be real. They have it all because everyone, like- I feel like you're Adrian Malouf right now. Me? Yeah. <laughs> if I could only be if I could only be so rich. Um <laughs> the only compliment I have. Um Malouf hoof. Um so I think I mean that was kind of what happened in Bravo this week. Kevin is there anything that you think we should talk about is there anything else or I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, I mean I think we've got a lot coming is the biggest thing cuz you know we we had the New York trailer drop last week. What um, I need to know your feelings. I I mean here here's the one thing I'll say. I, the most prominent compliment I saw about it online was like, wow, it's so consistent, which is like maybe the most boring positive thing <laughs> you could possibly say. Like, it's consistent to the point of the fact that they always use an orchestral version of a like classic song in the last 15 seconds. You know, like, it, <laughs> like New York's kind of down to a formula at this point. They know what and they're doing. It's a good formula. I'm glad they didn't add Barbara full time because I don't think they need her. I think the six are fine. Did you did uh, you see the interview with Ramona where they asked her about Barbara? Yup, I sure did. And oh she keeps my cutting. God. She she doesn't have an apple. They didn't give her an apple. She doesn't have an apple. Like that was wild. I also, need- also the fact that somebody tweeted Bethany like I wish Jill had an apple. She I love her so much. And Bethany just responded, "LOL," was <laughs> wild. Um, These women, yeah. I do not care. I will say this. It does look like it's going to be a lighter season. Like, there's going to be drama, but it's going to be more the kind of drama that we had in, like, season seven, eight, nine. Um, 
I really didn't respond super well to last season's bitter Carol versus Bethany battle. And I mean, that took a lot out of the community. Like it was tough. I mean, you, you were either team Bethany or team Carol. And I have to say, you know, I was team Carol, you know, I was, but I've been through a similar situation now. And now I get where Bethany's coming from. Like I, I get it now. Like I understand. So I think I've moved to team Bethany, which is a huge statement for me to make. Yeah, I, 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 I completely understand that. I mean, as somebody who was always Team Bethany, I was really, you know, the thing is, I, I have a friend who said um, he was Team Friendship, and that was always my feeling on it. At the end of the day, right? Like, I just wanted, the, I wanted the women to stay friends with each other, and when it became clear that that wasn't going to happen, um, I guess I just sort of needed to needed to be Team Bethany. But yeah, anyway, it does look a lot lighter. I'm excited that's coming back so quickly. We'll have Beverly Hills in New York concurrently for the first time in a long time. Because I think I think New York is coming back a little earlier than it usually does, and Beverly Hills is premiering far later than it usually does. I um, I, I mean, it's my ultimate Bravo lineup coming up. I'm going to have Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, Beverly Hills, and New York all on at the same time. It's going to be amazing. True, although I am I am not feeling this season of Vanderpump Rules, I'm sorry to say. Oh, wow. We might have to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. But, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on today for the first premiere episode. It was perfect to have you here. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Let people know where to find you one more time. Oh, uh, Kevin P. O'Keefe on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Eddie underscore Strata. And if you aren't already, please, please, please make sure you guys are following Hot and Bravoed on Instagram and Twitter. And it's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Yes, the N actually means and and does not stand for night. So it is not SNL. It is H&B. So make sure you guys follow, follow, follow. And we cannot wait to share the next episode with you. See you soon.